When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? I made it clear that my intention was to play, and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. Rodgers going for it all, looking to bring it open. He's got it! Lazard! Gonna go! Touchdown! Rodgers snaps it quick, scrambles to his right, pumps and runs, and Rodgers is inside the pylon! Allen has time. Intercepted! Sauce Gardner's got it, breaking away. Garrett Wilson. Wilson, a big play downfield. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quinton Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time to answer your Jets Bucks post game questions with our friend who is the godfather of Jets podcast, the originator, the innovator, the man who began it all. He, of course, is also the host of There's Always Next Year with his buddies, Travis Milton and Josh Conrad, right here on Play Like a Jet. Right now, they're reviewing each episode of Hard Knocks. And then, of course, once the season comes, they will bring their unique blend of humor, fun, <laughs> and outstanding yes. analysis that only they can bring, Mr. Brian Bassett. Brian, what's up, brother? Hey, buddy. Sorry to step on your intro, but <laughs> yes, we do have a unique blend. That is 100% true. Yes, I am I am excited for the season. I'm excited for more Hard Knocks episodes. I'm excited to see Aaron Rodgers in MetLife at some point this season. Um, I, am, I am very excited for this year. Can't wait. Can't wait. And I don't just say unique uh, blend because Travis is a chef, so he has to blend things together. Fusion. Yeah, exactly. I did that uh, by accident. Yeah. It was an unintentional pun, Brian. I promise. <laughs> That's pretty good. Pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> Saw Travis uh, a couple weeks ago. He, I mean, we stayed at his inn, and oh my God, God is like one of the greatest, like, restaurants and I've ever stayed in my whole life. And like, we went from that place. We were like traveling. My wife and I were traveling around a little bit. We went to another very fancy inn 
in another city after our trip there. And we like checked in and we like put our bags in the room. And we're like, geez, this place is a dump. Like, <laughs> it was like that was the greatest. I mean, he made the best food. We got to run around in a, like, you know, those like gator golf carts and, you know, check out his farm. We had the best time. So, um, so yeah, I, uh, Travis is such a good friend and such a good chef. And yes, he's always, uh, always plating up something good for us. Um, whether it's that, whether it's golden girls references or, or whatever else. But, um, I hear, I hear you got some questions, so we should probably get to, we get to these questions before people start yelling at us. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will say this, Brian, I'm going to have to text Travis later and ask him for the hookup. Cause that sounds like mm. a really fun couple of days. Oh dude, it was, it was the best time. It was the best time. And like just an amazing vineyard. And I, I said this on our podcast, but like the best thing I had, I mean, I had some amazing food there. Let me be clear, but like, the craziest thing I had was like, like, uh, like in French gastronomy, they'll do this thing like a salmon mousse. It's like a appetizer kind of a thing. And uh, so it's like, you know, kind of fluffy salmon tasting. And he did that, but he did it with spam. And then he, he took saltines and he deep fried them. And so you like smear the spam mousse on the salt, the fried saltine cracker. And you're like, what the hell am I doing? And then you put it in your mouth. You're like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing. I've never had this before. <laughs> um, so yes, you definitely need to get the hookup. You also need to get some uh, green collard greens. I don't think he's ever even sent you any collard greens or brought you any collard greens. Is that is that true? I know you've been asking for years about his collard greens. There's been some talk that he would meet me at Teterboro Airport, but so far that has not happened. <laughs> also, he's going to have to introduce me to his drinking buddy, the great Ricky Morton, the legendary wrestler from the Rock yes. and Roll Express. So I'm going to add all of this to one list, and it's going to be like one. some sort of like Christmas Santa list. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> see see, uh, see if you get that or if you get some coal. I don't know. There's also coal from where, where, he's, uh, where he's set up in Bristol, Virginia. Lots of coal down there. Well, let's hope that Jets fans don't have some coal. Let's hope they get some actually positive presence this season. Mm-hmm. And that kind Goodies. of leads into the mailbag where Michael Palace has the first question. He says, guys, we've had this discussion before, but I'd love your take. Why does it seem like the Jets have to earn praise while every other team would get the building the right way talk? Many in the media seem to be in the calm down Jets fans mode, but I feel like any other fan base in the Jets situation would be allowed to be excited. Like, for example, Tampa Bay when they got Tom Brady. Also, any chance Tipman starts over Tomlinson if Becton takes over at right tackle? So let's start with the first part of this. I think the big thing here, Brian, is that the Jets' reputation and obviously what's gone on in recent years with them, most notably the last 12 years, everybody's saying pump the brakes, let's believe it when we see it. But if you're a Jets fan, you can't help but be optimistic. Now, you might want to contain your optimism to realistic goals. I'm not saying you shouldn't hope for the Super Bowl or think that it's possible. But let's start with the Jets making the playoffs and see what happens from there. And in fact, I think Aaron Rodgers said something to that effect. Let's get in the tournament and then see what happens. And so I think Jets fans should be excited. They should be optimistic. And I think the analysts mostly understand that this is a playoff team on paper i have seen mostly the analysts saying okay maybe jets fans shouldn't be assuming the super bowl but many of them seem to think that the jets have a very good chance at breaking 
that playoff streak. So I don't think it's as bad as you're pronouncing. As far as Tipman starting, I don't think that he's going to start over Tomlinson unless there's an injury. Tomlinson's getting paid $17 million. He's going to start. Now, if he's really, really, really bad, then maybe a change gets made. But to begin the season, I think Tomlinson starts unless there's an injury. I think exactly right on the Tomlinson stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's making a lot of money. This is his second year. Um, yeah, they're not going to let him go between now and the cutdowns. Um, he's on this team, and he's going to he, because what? What are the other options? I mean, I hear people floating, you know, kind of whimsical trade ideas, which would be awesome, right? Like get the guy from the Cowboys, or you know, get the guy from the. Um, uh, the uh, the Broncos, but like you know, that that's not going to happen. So, um, so yeah, we just have to play with the guys we got. And so, in the case of Tomlinson, I think he makes sense from the start. I'm really bullish on Tipman. I think he's a good player. I think he could be a good asset to this team. And yeah, and it's clear like they're moving him around to see what would work well. And you know, if he's a utility player to start the season, kind of a sixth man, as it were. Like, that's not the worst thing because, right, stuff's going to happen, either play or injury. And, you know, I think, but I think, assuming he can stay healthy, I think he'll be in that starting rotation by the end of the year for sure. Uh, on the expectation stuff, yeah, I think, I think, like you said it well, Scott. Like, I, I think the thing about the Jets is I, I saw this recently on Twitter. Yes, I still call it Twitter. Um, where someone had kind of listed the years the last time every NFL team won their division. And so, you know, kind of goes back and each line is like, you know, a year and then who, when the last thing was. The Jets were, I think, second to the last. The Browns have never won their division, I don't believe, um, in kind of their current iteration of the Browns. But the Jets, I think, were second or third. I can't remember. They were really far back. Last time Jets won the division was 2002. How many of these listeners were even alive in 2002? <laughs> Probably many of them. But like, but at the same time, there, there are many Jets fans that weren't even alive uh, in 2002. So it's been a while. Yes, we've been to the playoffs. Yes, we've made noise in the playoffs. But yes, the time that we did do that last was with Rex Ryan. And, you know, he was a braggadocious person as a you know as a coach and um you know so people kind of rooted against him a little bit uh so yeah I, there's been a lot of failure and then you know a couple moments of success but it's been more failure than success so I, so like yes i do think the jets have an unfair uh kind of people paint with a with a, a bad brush of them in the media but at the same time like it's also kind of earned right i mean it's it's just it's kind of earned based on what has transpired in this organization i am more hopeful now than i've ever been in my whatever memory 20 30 years as a jet fan um so i'm i'm excited and i and i think that woody understands that he's got the right pieces here and then, yeah, now we got to go out and win. And, you know, as I'm sure, you know, you talk about uh, often, like this is not going to be an easy start to the season. Like you look at the teams, the six, the first six teams that this team is playing, like, you know, we'll be lucky if we start the season three and three. So like everybody's going to be screaming, you know, at, you know, what are these jets? What do they expect? Like this is a long season and it opens up. My the road gets nice and flat towards the end of the year. So like, 
there's a lot of there's a lot of opportunity here for this team. But yeah, like they got to start proving it. Um, you beat the Bills, you beat Chiefs, and then people are going to start believing. But until they beat the Bills, you know this with this team and beat the Chiefs with this team, no one's going to be you know throwing uh, you know Super Bowl trophies at their feet in in November. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Next question, or I should say series of questions, because Michael mm-hmm. Christopher loves to ask a bunch of questions in one, <laughs> so we'll address them. He asks, why do the coaches go out of their way to praise Max Mitchell when fans see a huge difference between him and Mekhi Becton? At some point, you have to figure talent will win out above the ego of some of the coaches who probably don't like Becton. Why didn't the Jets draft Zach Tom if they want versatility all across the line? Also, on the subject of people named Zach, why isn't Zach Wilson playing deep into these games? Who cares if Tim Boyle gets any snaps? It's driving me crazy. Everybody knows he's not going to do anything. Also, do you think Trey Dean has done enough to make the team? And which players do you think the Jets might try to trade? Well, the first one that sticks out in my head in terms of who the Jets might try to trade, we talked about on yesterday's show, and that's Sonovan Bam Knight. You have to figure that the Jets are probably going to shop him and see if they can get some sort of draft pick for him. As far as why they didn't draft Zach Tom, I guess they just didn't really like him as a prospect. That's the best I can give you there. With Zach Wilson... I'm with you. I would prefer if Zach Wilson plays into the third quarter, maybe even through the third quarter, because there's not really a lot of value in Tim Boyle playing. You might as well let Zach Wilson get as many snaps as possible, especially since the pressure's off a little bit since he's not the projected starter this year. I don't think it's that big of a deal, but I do think that the more you let him play, the better at this point. 
And as far as the first part of your question with Max Mitchell and Mekhi Becton, listen, I think part of it is that this coaching staff hasn't really loved Becton's attitude over the last couple of years, but I also think they're very nervous about trusting Becton and his health and his knee, and that's why they've been very, very careful with him. Remember, Becton pulled himself out the first game. His knee wasn't feeling up to it, and so they've been slow playing it. I do think they understand that Becton is the most talented by far of these other tackles, Mitchell, Turner, and those guys, and so as long as his knee doesn't completely fall apart between now and week one, they know they have to start him, but you can understand why they haven't trusted his health completely to this point because he hasn't given them a ton of reason to. Yeah, no, I think that's exactly right. Like, and and, and part of it, and and I, I, I mean, I said this when they drafted him, and then you know, shortly thereafter, I said, oh, you know, well, they'll get him on a regimen where you know he's he's got to cut weight because you know what was he coming into the league like 360 370 something like 380 it was like it was way too high it was way too high like you can't play like think about DeBrico Shaw Ferguson right like he was always like this felt roughly 300 pounds probably at the start of the season probably 290 by the end of the season um and he played like every down you know his entire career uh, because he wasn't putting so much weight on his joints you know every play and kind of overbending and then like you know i, I think mckay beckton is a hell of a lot more athletic than debrickshaw ferguson and that's saying a lot i mean brick was amazing but you know so you you put this hyper athleticism in that kind of body and then you put that on those kind of joints and that's just gonna that's a recipe for disaster so i think yeah i think the jets have been very cautious with him because they just don't want this to end before you know the season even starts so they're really trying to you know watch the pitch count with him which i i understand and respect but but yes like you know in terms of max mitchell like this is just what coaches do right like they get locked in on players and they uh you know they, they think that they fit their system better or you know whatever they're not being objective about things and you know like if you're if the question is why aren't coaches uh you know objective and intellectual it's because they're not like they're just not i'm sorry they're not analytical people that's not how they think like they're good at what they do like don't get me wrong but like they're never going to be objective in those kind of situations and yeah like did we miss out on a guy like zach tom like yeah absolutely they, they could they should have taken tristan Worf. he's he's been a better player than mckay beckton by every measure um and, but that they didn't want Tristan Wirfs, which is like crazy to me. Like I don't understand why they did that. They locked in on this guy and now they're kind of, you know, it's like sunk cost. They're gonna keep going with this guy. But now I think they feel like they've been burned. I, I think the one thing that I'll say like about Joe is like, you know, as a former offensive lineman, like I don't know, maybe he thinks he knows too much about line. Like he hasn't had the greatest success with pick and line, uh, either through free agency or through uh you know, the draft. So, you know, we'll see to be continued on that in terms of some of the other stuff in there. Um, there was a question about Dean, like, yeah, I, 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 we kind of talked about this. Like, I think he played well. I just don't think that he's done enough and that there's, you know, positional need for, for him uh, on this 53 man roster. Like, is he someone that probably makes the practice squad? I should think so. Unless another team kind of snatches him in that, in that wash. But like, 
you've got a lot of other players, you know, between Tony Adams, DJ Reed, um, you know, Michael Carter, you got, uh, you know, Jordan Whitehead, Ashton Davis, Adrian Amos, like James Craig. There's a lot of guys ahead of him. So unless something unforeseen happens with those guys, I, I don't really see there being a spot for Dean because carrying, you know, carrying more than four safeties, uh, you know, is not typically what you do unless you're just playing a lot of, you know, kind of sub package stuff. And the Jets do do that. But um, uh, yeah, I just don't know if there's room for him right at the start of the season. Um, I think they value linebackers and other positions at defensive ends. I mean, all these defensive ends, right? Scott, like, I think that leads into the, like the trading stuff. Like there's a lot of talk about, you know, who the Jets might trade. Bryce Huff is a name that you hear. I don't necessarily know that I want to see him go, but unless it's bringing back some sort of, you know, tackle or guard situation, you know, I, you know, I, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to part with them. Any other thoughts on trades? I mean, you mentioned Zon Knight, but uh, I've, I've heard these rumblings of people want to see Bryce Hoff and this for, you know, this tackle from, you know, or that this, this guard, uh, any other thoughts on trades? Well, as far as guys the Jets might trade, Bryce Huff is a name that you've heard. And also, Carl Lawson was the name that was tossed around a little bit a couple of months ago. But the Jets apparently decided they're not going down that road. They're going to keep Carl Lawson. And speaking of Lawson, that leads into our next question. Mm. Same old Jets fan asks, I know why he does it, but should Robert Sala be giving Carl Lawson more deference than Mekhi Becton? Both had second surgeries after rushing back too fast. Lawson is hurt more than anyone and is probably less effective than Jermaine Johnson at this point. Becton is definitely better than Turner and Mitchell. Seems upside down. I think the reason that they're giving Carl Lawson a little more latitude is because Lawson played the full season last year. Whereas Becton has missed two straight seasons. So I think that's really all there is to it. But they are being very careful with Carl Lawson too. They've been holding him out. They're being extra cautious. And the reason is exactly what you said. Forget about just the second surgery. This is a guy that has a litany of injuries throughout not only his pro career, but his college career. It's why he made it all the way to the fourth round out of Auburn. He was hurt a ton in college. If he had played throughout his college career, he probably would have been a first or second round pick. So I do think they give Lawson a little bit more deference, but I don't think it's as stark as you're saying, because I think Lawson earned a little bit more by playing last year, but they do understand his injury history and that they have to be very careful with him. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. And uh, just to say like Lawson, right, like he he played last year. I mean, he wasn't particularly world beating, but he did play and he did contribute. Um, But yeah, and I think I think what we're seeing with this organization is like, yeah, they they definitely want to pay the right guys. And they're definitely not afraid of, you know, changing up contracts if they're just not aligned. Um, But yeah, like, I, I guess with someone like Lawson, like, what would you do with the money? Like, even if you could, you know, let him go at this point, like what, what would you do with the money at this point? Are we, are we bringing in Devontae Adams? Like, what are we, what are we doing with the money? So like, I, I, like, I don't know that there's a lot at this point. Like if you were to cut him, like you, you would get. So, so while I, um, I see the, the logic between like what's happening with, um, with Becton and with what's happening with Lawson, I, I think the big difference is like 
yeah, this is this is just someone who actually made contributions, as you said. And you got exactly right. Next question comes in from Beeman321. He asks, can the Jets find a way to keep all five running backs? Where can they cut back mm-hmm. to make this happen? Seems like they're all good enough to play in the league, and running back depth is important with how injury-prone the position is. Also, NY Sports Pain asks along those lines, does it make sense for the Jets to keep Hall, Cook, Izzy, and Carter no matter how Knight performs, given that other teams are more likely to pick up Carter off waivers? So let's start with the first part of this. I don't think they're going to keep five running backs. I don't see them carrying five guys on the active roster. I think they'll probably try to trade Bam Knight. If they can't trade him, maybe they'll wave him and try to sneak him out of the practice squad. I have a hard time believing that somebody wouldn't take him, but I think that's probably how it goes with those running backs. I just don't see any way they're going to have five running backs on the active roster. As far as whether they should keep the guys that you mentioned, NY Sports Pain, yeah, I think that's probably how it's going to go. Unless something unexpected happens, like somebody makes a really good offer for Michael Carter, maybe then they consider it, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're probably going to keep Izzy, Hall, Cook, and Michael Carter, and then whatever happens with Bam Knight, it'll depend on if Izzy goes on IR, then maybe they keep him around. Otherwise, maybe they try and sneak him back on the practice squad. Of course, it's been joked about that whichever running back they let go of, whether it's Carter or Knight, it's going to come back to haunt them. They'll go to the Patriots or something and do really, really well. The Danny Woodhead example is out there that a lot of people have talked about. The Jets let him go in favor of Mr. August David Clowney. He went to the Patriots and became a fairly significant contributor. So, Brian, your thoughts on the running back situation overall? Yeah, I think that's that's very well said. I think the big thing also to remember here is like, and I don't know that they're going to keep him necessarily, but like, you know, they also have Nick Bodden in the mix too, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like, for whatever reason, this team feels like they need a, um, like a fullback, like kind of a, that, that, you know, I formation, you know, fullback position, um, which Bodden has been playing. I, I don't know that Bodden deserves a roster spot, but they've definitely been using it a lot in the preseason. So like, so let's just assume in this world that like, you know, you're going to carry five running backs on the active roster, which is kind of insane. Um, and then you're going to add Nick Bodden to that mix. That means you're using six positions, uh, positional spots that's on, on effectively, you know, running back position, positional players. That's very atypical for the league, unless this is going to be a really super run heavy group there's just there's just really no reason to do it i think the way i would encourage people to look at it i think i think you're exactly right i think zonovan knight is someone you could try to sneak onto the practice squad i don't think carter would make it to the practice squad i think he'd either you know pass through waivers or he'd be picked up by somebody else like the thing about carter though that i don't really like that kind of worries me is like he was fine he's been fine but like there's something like when Brees Hall got injured last year, do you remember this? Like he was really shaken by that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I, I don't know, I always keep that in mind and I just don't think he had that over, you know, overwhelming of a year last year. So like, um, you know, he had the opportunity to step up and I wouldn't say that he really did that last year. So, so I, I like the idea of what Michael Carter was or what he was in college or what he was in his rookie year, but I don't think we've seen much of that 
lately. So, you know, we'll see. But, like, I know that he's a team player. I know the team loves him. I know that he's someone that they kind of rely on as a locker room guy. So, and and he's different than kind of most of those other guys. He's much more the satellite, you know, kind of pass catching back. So he's, like, the most different. So to me, like, it makes the least sense to keep someone like Zonovan Knight over him. Um, it seems to me that Michael Carter would make that team. But um, but the other way I think I want the, the, the question asker here to think about this is like, think about how stacked this fucking team is, man. Like this is crazy. Like this team is so good compared to what we are used to seeing from this team, right? Like at every position, like the coaches are going to agonize over who they're keeping at tight end, who they're keeping at running back, they're keeping a defensive end at interior defensive line like uh, at safety like all these positions like this is the hardest it's been for them in i don't know 15 years i, I can't remember the last time that this team was so stacked so like so that i guess what i say it's cold comfort and it sucks that zonovan knight or michael carter or someone will not be in this in this team this year but the flip side of it is like Holy crap, like Zonovan Knight could go be a backup or be a you know short-term starter for another organization tomorrow. Like he, he could go to Carolina and be their starter or their second stringer like tomorrow. Like and and there's other organizations, you know, uh Arizona. Like he could go probably start there or back up Jonathan Connor, like to or John Connor to, tomorrow. So like I don't know, think think about the good of it. Like we've never had this stack of a team in more than a decade. Next question comes in from Tim. He says, I love the Naked Gun reference and the reference to Days and Confused. If you could pick any two movies to make references to on the next Jets broadcast, which ones would they be? Also, what have been your favorite moments from Hard Knocks so far? So as far as the two movies, I would say Major League and Die Hard because those are the two movies I probably quote the most. I could probably do almost the entire dialogue from both movies, which is kind of crazy. I've seen each of them like 195 times awesome. a piece. And as far as favorite moments from Hard Knocks, Brian, you, Travis Milton, and Josh Conrad are doing weekly mm-hmm. reviews here on Play Like a Jet of the Hard Knocks episodes. Yeah. So I'm going to turn that one over to you. I love it. Yeah, I think Tommy Boy would be great. I would love any any Tommy Boy references on the broadcast would be excellent. Or uh, Ron Burgundy references for me. Those would those would be excellent. Um, or Step Brothers. Yeah, those would be the kind of the three. Um, and, but then, yeah, in terms of in terms of moments from Hard Knocks, uh, we talked about this on the podcast the first week. Um, one of my absolute, absolute, absolute favorite moments was watching the the footage between Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner and just seeing them like fight each other, compete, do it in a clean way and do it in a way where they're teaching and helping each other and, you know, sharing what one did on this play, what one did on the other play. Um, and that kind of like, you know, healthy brotherly competition uh, between those two guys was just so like, I don't know, those are crack to me. Like, I just, I, I could watch that clip on repeat for, you know, the rest of my life and I'd be very happy. So, so that was definitely one of my favorite moments. Um, trying to th- so that was from the first episode. I'm trying to think of something from the second episode. Um, I thought, I thought it was funny. Like, I don't know if this is a, a great or my favorite moment, but I, I thought it was an insightful moment um, where in this episode, Aaron Rodgers is like, 
picking up the graph and he's kind of flipping it in the air and he's, you know, trying to get the wind, you know, what's it going to do on this play? And they kind of talk about why does he do this? And it's kind of, he says, it's kind of a centering moment. And, uh, and then they cut to, I think it's, I think it was Corey Davis and Alan Lazard. I can't remember, or maybe Randall Cobb or someone. And they're kind of talking, like watching him do that. And they're like, what is he doing? Like, why, why does he do that? And, uh, and kind of the response or the, you know, conclusion that they come to is like, Hey man, if he, if that's what he does and like, that's what makes him as good as he is, like, I'll take it. Right. Like if, and, and, and they're kind of like, yeah, yeah, you're right. So, so there's this, I think just the sense of like, it was that, that little microcosm, that little moment where they're like, Hey man, like, I don't care what the hell he does as long as he's like, you know, this is the kind of leader. This is the kind of person. This is the kind of player that we're going to get as a result of somebody who's obsessed with kind of grabbing grass between each snap. Like that's great. Uh, if that's his OCD thing, so be it. Cool. Um, so I, I really like that moment. That would be my favorites. Did you have any yourself? You mentioned a couple of them. I thought the Liev Schreiber stuff was a little overkill, but I did laugh a lot when he was trying to get Tim Boyle to come over and talk to Liev Schreiber to the point where I think Josh Conrad said on the podcast, like, what are you guys dating or something? Why is it so important to you that Tim Boyle goes and talks to Liev Schreiber? That made me laugh for some reason. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, it was a little um, meta. Yeah, I think that was a little meta, but uh, but it was... I think the fun thing about watching Leo Schreiber there was like, he was so nervous. Like he was so nervous. Like he was like a little kid. It was like, that dude's like, you know, badass Ray Donovan. Like that dude is, you know, he's six foot three himself. Like he's not, you know, he's not, you know, some, you know, pushover guy. Like, but he was there and he was nervous. It was awesome. It was kind of cute. Right. I'll say that it was cute to watch. Without a doubt, the thing that struck me is you see Liev Schreiber, and like you said, you think of badass Ray Donovan, but he acted more like Marty Baron, who is the editor of the Washington Post, the character he played in Spotlight, sort of that nerdy reporter right. guy as opposed to Ray Donovan yeah. going in there with a baseball bat to fix some guy's problem. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Yeah, Absolutely. It was definitely something, but I'm looking forward to the rest of Hard Knocks. And of course, Brian, Josh, and Travis will have reviews every week right here on Play Like a Jet. Brian Bassett, the godfather of Jets podcast. Thanks so much for coming on and answering Jets Bucks postgame yeah. questions with me. Really appreciate it. Make sure you follow Brian on Twitter at Brian underscore Bassett. Check out everything we're doing at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Awesome All-22 breakdowns on there, including one of Joe Tipman and how well he's done coming along throughout training camp in the preseason. He's really making progress. Check out the All-22 and judge for yourself how far along you think he is. YouTube.com slash play like a jet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's tee We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, bless you, thank you shirt, the play like a jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there, tpublic.com. That's tee And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital, playlikeajet.com. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. 
Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.